Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Friday. We both did like really cool stuff this week that I feel like yeah. we should chit chat about. Yeah, we did. You were literally Benefer at the Lakers. Game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a free perk, which I'm very proud of. My agents gave me tickets to the CAA box at Staples Center. Ooh. I got to see the Lakers beat the Celtics, which was great. Ooh. I went to Katsuya before at LA Live, which was like such a treat. And then you can like walk right over to Staples Center. Um, my friend, Abby, who's been on the pod, she had never been to Staples Center before. She'd <gasps> never seen like a basketball game. She went to UNC for college. So she'd seen college basketball and like could follow the sport. So she knew she wanted to like go check it out. Yeah. Um, but it was super fun that it was crazy. Like I planned the whole day, you know, to give us a cushion or whatever to get to where we needed to get uh, on time. And like Katsuya like was running so late and we missed oh, no. the tip off. So that was really sad. But we got there and like in true LA fashion, no one was there. It was just us two in the booth. In the booth. That's what I was, I was like, oh my God, it's just them alone. Like what's the tea? Yeah. It was very funny. We were like, oh my God, we have this whole box to ourselves. It was crazy. And then, you know, people showed up late because there was lines and traffic and whatever. And then the other weird thing was that everybody left early, like when they knew they were going to win. And I was like, this is truly like a traffic driven move. I, if they were, if they were not going to win, I would be like, I don't want to sit in traffic to watch them lose, but. But yeah, to watch them win, it's like, that's so fun. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen that. I mean, I will admit most of the games I've gone to have been in Philly and mm-hmm. I've, and I've always been there till the very last second, but I've only ever seen people start to leave honestly in the last like two minutes when it's obvious they're going to lose, not yeah. a, like, well, they're definitely winning. So let's get in the car. Yeah. That is, that's so LA wait for Katsuya. Were, was the food slow or do you have to wait awake a long time for your table? No, the food. Well, so the food was mostly on time, except for like one dumpling that didn't come until the very end. And then we started being <laughs> like, Hey, we need the check. We need the check. Cause we got to go. And then it was just like missing an action. And then I literally like the waiter came up. It was like eight minutes before the game start started. And I was like, we need to leave right now. And he was like, okay. And I felt really bad. Cause I was like, obviously he slammed it. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I can't be nice about this anymore. Like I just clearly, I'm going to dine and I dash if you go. don't give me yeah. a check. Yeah. First of all, the way you said one little dumpling was late was so cute. I imagine Ugh. like a little cartoon dumpling, just like running late to dinner and being stressed. Second of all, they've got to be sort of used to, it's kind of like when you see a show in the theater district in New yes. York and they're like, are you expecting to go to a show? Like if you're in you're near the Staples Center, people have yeah. got to be like, are you going to the game? Is this Everyone like was wearing Lakers gear. Like yeah. nobody was there that was not going to the game. So I, you know, I feel bad. Our waiter was really nice. And he, I think must've just like had some kind of issue or something. No, let's but get him fired, Alyssa. No, was, no, let's get him fired. <laughs> I was, he was like updating us. And I was like, oh, I appreciate all these updates. He's doing so good. And then I was like, you're going to make us miss tip off. <laughs> like, I was like, Ah. I don't care about that dumpling. I just had Katsuya for the first time. I got it confused with another um, like Japanese restaurant chain that has a similar name. I think it's called Kabuki. Mm. 
And that's, and I've been at Kabuki once or twice and like, didn't love it. And then, so there's been a handful of times I've been invited to a Katsuya and thought it was the same thing, even though they're two completely different words and didn't go. <laughs> You're looking at me funny. Is Kabuki not when someone like several guys come on a girl? Uh, porn. <laughs> no. no, Kabuki is like Japanese theater. Let's are we sure? Are we sure about that? There's a word that's very similar to this. Okay. Uh, right. Kabuki, I know, is Japanese theater. Katsuya mm -hmm. is a really delicious restaurant that has been featured on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And when a bunch of people come on your face, it's called a ka, is it called a kabuki? No. No, no, but there is a restaurant called Kabuki. <laughs> so did you're you right about that. Did you search Kabuki or did you do I a little bit? I searched Kabuki. Okay, so now I'm going to search Kabuki porn. <laughs> How about that? But then you will get some, because I mean, I imagine there's some theater porn. Mm, I don't know. It does come up Kabuki porn, but it doesn't say what it is. Okay, so you talk about I, your fabulous, your fabulous experience okay. and I will figure this out. Yeah, get to the bottom of this because I do know sort of the word that you're talking about, but I don't think it's kabuki. Um, but this week was so amazing because I got to go to the Los Angeles West Side <gasps> Story premiere. Okay, it's bukkake, you guys. <laughs> okay, Taylor went to the Spielberg West Side Story premiere. Let's talk about that. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, great. I went to the West Side Story premiere and, uh, at the El Capitan on Hollywood Boulevard, which is such a cool, beautiful, big Disney theater. Mm -hmm. You guys, the movie is so good. I'll just Aww. start there. It's like, I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you just know it's already going to be best picture just because of what it is. And cause it's, and every, all the reviews are like, it's dazzling. It's spectacular. And you're like, all right, just give everything to them. But after watching it, oh my God, they deserve it so much. It's so, so good. And this is coming from someone who watched the original West Side Story like a thousand times growing up. Um, I got to go and Tony got to go because our good friend Josh is playing Chino and he's unbelievable in it. And it's so wild to be like, oh, my friend who I went to acting college with is a movie star. Like as a literal movie star, it was just like, I was going through all these emotions. Cause it's like, I love musical theater. I love West side story. I was like already crying at like the musical. And then I would realize that it was Josh on screen and he would like do something insane and epic on this gigantic screen for fucking Steven Spielberg. And then I would like start crying even more. I was Aww. a mess. I was weeping. When we left the theater, people were asking him for autographs and I was sobbing. I was like, my boy, I was so proud of him. It was crazy. Um, but oh my God, everybody go. It's so, so freaking good. And it makes you want to dance. Uh, but that was so cool. And and at the after party, we got to shake Steven Spielberg's hand. No. Yes. Wow, and he didn't wild. even hear my name. And he went, what's your name? And I was like, Taylor. I was so, my face hurt from smiling. And on the way there, Tony and I were doing a bit where we were like, what are you going to say to Steven? Like, what are you going to say to Steven? Like, assuming we were obviously not in any universe going to be even close to seeing Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and then suddenly we turn around and he's chatting with Josh and Josh was like, Oh, Steven, these are my friends, Tony and Taylor. And we're like, Oh my God. So that was surreal. It was such a trip. And then I've also gotten to know Rachel who is playing Maria and she is just like so deserving of all of this, like amazing success because she's obviously so talented. And then beyond that, a really, really sweet person. Um, but yeah, just the 
just the cutest. Everybody go see West Side Story. That's amazing. Um, that is like, yeah. that is true. Like the Hollywood dream is like, you just get cast in a Spielberg movie and then you're, yes. like, a, you're like a movie and star. And then you're a movie star. <laughs> and, these, and what's so fun about it is like, I am such a little like theater geek and I have like so much respect and I'm so obsessed with anybody who's like a triple threat and it's just has that like passion yes. for theater. And so I love so much that this is a musical and that they cast so many just like young, authentic, like unknown triple threats who are just fucking meant to be doing this. And then to see them, that like passion and that very raw talent is just like so electric on screen. It's so good. It's so That's good. Amazing. I was going to ask you how the dancing is. Cause I feel like a lot of times the dancing mm-hmm. suffers for, you know, star power. And so does the singing sometimes, but a lot of yeah. people, I feel like a lot of people you could do voice training or all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think for the most tough. part it was all, well, and they had real like dancers. They had like little Broadway babies, like plucked from the casts of Newsies and West Side Stories everywhere. Um, So the actual Sharks and Jets were like authentic dancers and were so good. The dance in uh, the song America is like a jaw drop. It was crazy. Um, It'll be fun. I want to go see it when I go home for the holidays and see it in like a regular theater (laughs) because seeing it with the cast in the El Capitan was so cool, but also everybody's like cheering and freaking out. And I noticed that's a difference too. like seeing La La Land in LA mm-hmm. a few years ago was so different than when I went to go see it with my mom in like Minnesota or Chicago or wherever we were living. And I'm like laughing at the parking sign jokes and nobody's like chuckling even at that. <laughs> so it's like two very different experiences, but uh, yeah, so cool. So that's my plug. That's my super positive plug. It was just great. I will say starving the 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 theater the screening was at 6 30 in hollywood takes an hour to get there uh they don't technically even start it at 6 30 they started at like seven and then it's like a two-hour movie and all they gave you is popcorn so oh. tony and i were so hungry and yeah. it was like the most i've just devoured so much so much popcorn it was insane um and you have your mask on it was the whole thing so i'm excited to watch it uh while i'm not starving but yeah it's that very makes cool. a difference you know Look at us in our Hollywood weeks. Oof, we're, we're just really, we're just gals about it. town. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a box. I'm at a premiere. We're having sushi. It's fierce. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. We only have a couple of shows this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so fascinating to see just a handful of incredibly flawed and, in two cases, I think very bad men want to change themselves so they get in an ice bath and and act like that is going to change their problems and like make them not have anger management and abusive tendency issues and like uh be a good dad i i hated the beginning actually i hated most of vanderpump this week i hate oh no i really did (laughs) I, have I was to just say, anytime I see men react like that, I'm like, try getting your like vagina waxed, you know, <laughs> like it's really, yeah. I have such a like, I, I, men, I, it, whatever the branding around men is like, they're so tough, you know, and then they get in like <laughs> some ice and they're like freaking the fuck out. Like it's the worst thing. Like, I'm sure it wasn't comfortable. I'm sure there's a lot of like, <gasps> like going on when you get in, but it's like, they were freaking out. Like it was the most painful thing they'd ever experienced. And absolutely. And, and it, and they, 
took it as like, this is like a really transformative thing. Cause we really want to like challenge ourselves. It's like, you want to challenge yourself? Like, how about you pay child support? Yeah. Like you want to challenge like just dunking your dumb bodies in this like tub in an alley in West Hollywood. I'm like, not, I, I love the days of like fun, experimental beauty things that they would do on Vanderpump. And yeah. they do like weird exercises and new trendy spa things. And it's just like, Oh, we like, that's the stuff that's fun for me. If I see one more fucking pickleball game, I'm going to rip my eyeballs out. No, I think we should have a competition to see if Rand or Brock could pay more <laughs> child support. Who can pay the child support the fastest? Like take your winnings from your like bullshit poker game and your whatever. Like, how about you bet someone that they pay your child support? You know, yeah. <laughs> how about that? Love, that would, I would love to watch a pickleball game about that. That seems great. Yes. Yeah. That's the trophy. Is damaging your kids' lives less. I just can't. I just they get so much screen time. And it opened <laughs> with like Brock explaining why he, he like like a tragic fucked up accent of him ripping off his finger. Who put that on the show? Who's in charge? Like way, way less. I was already butthurt. I was like, oh, we're opening the episode of fucking Brock. And then we're like doing a let's find out more about where he came from. And then all of a sudden, like and that that story in and of itself is like so cringy to hear. Don't tell me that. I was low key like, like, oh, do you think that it's like less bad that you slapped your wife in the face because you have one less finger? Like, is that what we're going for here? Am I supposed to feel like not as bad about that? Like, I just don't understand what you're doing on this show, sir. Can you just, and it's also, oh my God, by the way, like me being the villain again, siding with James Kennedy being like, yeah, Brock, we're not going to just take pictures for your fucking workout app. That's the same as every other app, except you have our like, followers yeah subscribing to it I agree with you you should pay them money yeah I think yeah I was gonna ask you about that because (laughs) that was that was really wild to just be like hey could you do me and I want that's got to happen a lot with social media in particular because it feels like oh it's only like a click away it's only like a reshare or repost or it's one picture of you like what is but like for the most part aside from his horrible DJ career, that's his job. Like that, those are their jobs is their Instagrams and their online presence and what they, they are in control of their own market value because of that. And then they have their own relationship with their audience. So like even a loyal James Kennedy fan can get annoyed and click mute for if he's like posting too much weird Brock stuff. Yeah. And there is value and you want to use Raquel and you're like, the workout the like I'll do whatever Raquel is doing I my know, god her legs oh my god <laughs> so that is you should pay her pay that bitch yeah. so I uh, yeah I do think it's not and then to say like well you, I'm this is what friends do it's like bro you're getting into very professional territory and then to go whenever you need a favor I'll give you I'll be here for you like that's so bizarre it's that's like, just not, not going how, to need a favor because you're not going burning to be on man. the show yeah, yeah <laughs> this is not like a bartering system like don't like it doesn't make any sense to me yeah I just can't I can't stand how much of him there is and then like Rand hit so different even worse watching it now and I have mixed feelings about the Sheena and um pasta Charlie Mm. (laughs) pasta charlie um charlie debate around the guy at the pool what's your reaction to this i do love sheena going like stop trying to turn it into a me too it's like oh you know she's on the wrong side of everything yeah yeah. (laughs) and she really yeah then she very much dropped the ball it's crazy to me that people still text like 
We see this in Real Housewives too, where people will shoot a scene and then they'll leave and text each other and be like, how dare you say that to me? Yeah. The, the person you're, they're going to read that out loud in every case they're reading them out loud. So for Sheena to be like you to make this into a me too movement via text is like only worse. You're so stupid, Sheena. I kind of just feel like about that kind of stuff. It's like unfortunate, but it's also a reality of like the world that we live in, you know, like I don't ever want to be like, oh, I'm questioning you for feeling uncomfortable or I'm, you know, I'm never going to be like, don't dress like that or whatever. But it's also like, if you're at a party and people drinking, you know, a guy might come up to you and like put his hand around you. And Mm -hmm. I think like, I can see how Sheena maybe didn't want to, I, I also think a lot of times girls laugh things off to like make the situation more comfortable Uh so Sheena could have seen that the way she handled it and not thought that it was upsetting to her or she could have also been like I don't want to like get in a fight with a guy who's drinking that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff it didn't on camera from our perspective I don't feel like it looked like that big of a deal but I can see how it was probably a big deal to Charlie and I could see why she wouldn't want to be around that guy again you know oh for sure so I'm on Charlie's side in terms of you have every right to ask if that guy is going to be somewhere and not want to be there yeah. with him. And you also have every right to be a little, you want to be annoyed because you felt that it was more obvious or more invasive than what Sheena perceived. And you wanted to tell her that like, fucking go for it. But to use this, like that, like physical instance at the pool as this launching pad for this thesis that like, she's not there for her friends and she's a bully. I was like, this is such a big leap. I love the idea of coming for Sheena at this tea party, but you're, you're connecting like two things that don't, she's like, you didn't react to that guy grabbing my butt. And you also like, and that's because you won't let me be friends with Danica. And I'm like, where did, how did we land here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I think Lala helped. I think Lala like interjected and just like put some shit out into the, the tea party that then somehow it all like fell on Sheena, um, who again, deeply thought I'm not team Sheena, but I just, I, I, this is another reason why I was like, this, this drama, like, isn't hitting as hard for me because it's just not connected. It's also just, yeah, it feels like big drama. It's also just not, it's like, it's on you. If you're going to let Sheena control, like whose Instagram you comment on, you can't like expect her to act the same way towards you at all. Like she's just not going to do that. And also, yeah. I also just think like, if I was at a party at your house and some random fucking guy did that to me, I wouldn't be like, Taylor, why aren't you being responsible for the invitees of your party? I would come up to you and I'd be like, what's the deal with that guy? He like put his hand around my waist and you'd be like, no way. And then it wouldn't, you know, like I wouldn't fight with you about it. Yeah, I would. And if I felt like if I was in that position and I felt like you were, you just like laughed off something that was like actually violating, even just if it was just a hint of it, I would then pull you aside and be like, did you, you must have not seen what he yeah. actually did. And I would have still reiterated it to you to be like, are you, open your eyes, Alyssa. He grabbed my boob. Like, but I wouldn't like days later be like, you know what? Alyssa's a bad friend. Yeah. I, I also, like, in just- that situation, like that was Brock's friend. If it was Mike's friend, I would go to Mike and be like, Hey, I just yes. want to let you know your friend did something that wasn't cool. Can you please like make sure that doesn't happen anymore? That's what I would yeah. do. I wouldn't go to the guy and be like, Hey buddy, like, yeah, I know you've been doing shots since two, two o'clock, but I want to fight with you. Like, yeah, that's just, we had, <laughs> we had a similar situation where we had, we're going out for a friend's birthday. And this friend was a guy and he was like, just, it was one of those, just like everybody come to this like club or like a dance. It was like a dance yourself clean type thing. 
And he invited a guy that we didn't really know and who came by himself. And he was getting like pretty handsy on the dance floor. Like just not like shooting his shot, but like shooting it a bit too hard all on people who either didn't want it or were for whatever reason, just like didn't want to deal with his advances. But then it became, and people were rejecting him directly and being like, Hey man, no. And like trying to push him off. But you know, the weird, they feel like when they're on the dance floor, they can like do whatever Mm -hmm. they men who are trash. Um, (laughs) But then it was just funny because the politics of it became like, Oh, in any normal situation, we would go to the mutual friend and be like, Hey, get this guy in line. But it was his birthday. (laughs) It's like, I really don't want this guy to feel, I don't, I would like to go to the ends of the earth to not ruin this person's birthday. Cause I know he's going to feel so guilty and weird having to tell his friend, like, stop getting so handsy with all of us. So we tried to do like every other version of it and have like every other person in the group, like keep coming up to this dude and be like, Hey man, you really got to relax. And it finally didn't work. And we did have to bother the birthday boy. And it was so awkward, but yeah, you got it. You got to just get to the, the root friend. I yeah. think. And in this case, it would have been fucking Brock. And then we could have had more Brock on our screen. I just get him off. Get him off. I'm mad we're even talking about him. Wait, there's one one thing I have to say about Vanderpump that I did enjoy this week. And it's also honestly like maybe the first time I've enjoyed Lisa Vanderpump in like a long time. So when Mm -hmm. she was talking to Lala and Lala was like, oh, like I have to shave. (laughs) I have to shave Rand. And she's like, what do you mean? Shave him where? And she was like, in his bum bum. And she's like, I just get in there and I'm like, and Lisa Vanderpump is like, why are you shaving his bum bum? And she goes, because if I'm going to visit it and she's like, with what? And she's like, my mouth. (laughs) And then Lisa Vanderpump like covered her whole face and like started cracking up. And I was like, okay, this is fun. She has a good sense of humor about it. Also, what a horrible thing to have to do for like a house and a Range Rover. (laughs) Like I would never. (laughs) Awful, awful, awful. Even like if you're in love with the hottest, hottest guy, if you're Mm -hmm. Chriselle Strauss with Justin Hartley and you have to shave his butthole still sucks. (laughs) I know. Here's what I have to say. And I feel like I've said it before on this podcast. No women should ever have to shave their man's butthole. Mm -hmm. There are waxers that will come to your house and do it for you professionally. It honestly, it's probably a better experience for you in the long run. You know, like Mm -hmm. they really get in there. They do a great job clean. You know, I'm assuming if you're doing it yourself, it's probably like scratchy, you know, (laughs) If you There's, guys could see the hand gestures maybe going on with this whole you thing. You might have like cut it. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's delicate. <laughs> no, no. I, and yeah, the way I see like Tony go after his face with like shavers and clippers and razors and stuff. I'm like, you should go nowhere near anything sensitive. Let me tell yeah. you. Just- yeah, I used to, when I was getting waxed really regularly, I would see often just like a lot of dudes in the waiting room. And I was like, fuck yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. Get in there. It's, I think- I think pay waxers professionally and pay them, tip them very well. You know, it, so. D, I don't want to also shame anybody who like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like hiding certain either hygiene or like beauty procedures from your partner in the efforts to like keep some sort of mystique about your body parts or whatever. But I will talk out of the other side of my mouth and say, if you're going to make me shave your butthole, I'm seeing it <laughs> in a really clinical way. I'm not going to want to like see it in a sexual way. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're asking me, I'm not going to do both parts. Like, (laughs) so the fact that Lala has to go shave Randall's butthole and then what an hour later they start having sex and she has to 
eat his butthole? That's crazy. They get to, it's not, I think that that doesn't. Yeah. Make does sense. it get like a, five if you want shadow? Lala to eat your butthole, then go take care of it. Go and present take it to her it. kindly. It's not her job. And say, please. Yeah. yeah. She's got to put a in the work. monthly subscription like the rest of us <laughs> and take care of it. So your person doesn't see how crazy it gets down there. The odds of this episode not having butthole or bukkake in the title <laughs> no! is crazy. And I think that we have a butthole show already. Um, yeah, it's tough. I'm so sorry. I just, yeah, I I actually do believe in hiding beauty treatments though. So, oh, you no, know, I I'm, think you can if you want to, but I don't think I like as a rule, it's like, it feels a little, if I said to every girl, it's like, an, it's like the girls don't poop thing. If I was like, I don't right, tell Tony right, right, about my right. waxes. I just like pretend that I'm hairless, but yeah. Every, to each their own. Um, I do like a little sense of math. Like, I think that Tony thinks that my toenails ha- are colored. I don't think he's ever seen my <laughs> real toenails. <laughs> I hid, uh, no, I still hide it. I hid, I hide removing my mustache from my <laughs> That's That I makes know. sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's like noticed a difference, but I'm like, you don't need to see the process, you know? No, no. Yeah, like- <laughs> no. I believe me. I feel the same way about my beard, Alyssa. So yeah. I got you beat. <laughs> yeah. I don't love if Tony sees me removing my full blown beard. <laughs> I did All have right. to have like a console on Dave. We had like a makeup team switch in season two. And uh, I was sitting next to Dave in the makeup chair. And then they, we had like a whole consultation where you're supposed to just like tell the new makeup people everything about your skin and what was going on. And we were like kind of in a rush. And I was like, I got to be honest with you. Like I can be really acne prone. Like this part of my skin is really dry. I also could could grow a full blown beard if I wanted to. Oh, no. And I've never like made Dave organically laugh that hard. I didn't realize he was listening and he <laughs> laughed so hard. But I was like, you're my makeup. If there's a stray hair. You got, you don't be bashful. Come pluck that shit out. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't want to grow the full beard. So help a girl out. So That's I hide amazing. it from Tony, but not from my TV boyfriend. But yeah. <laughs> oh, the last thing I'll say about Vanderpump, maybe you noticed this is I'm not sure. It must have been, yeah, it must have been in the past two years. The blue dress that Ariana wore to the tea party mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in the window of Prince Cepessa on Abbott Kinney for like over a year. Wow. And I remember driving past it and walking past it constantly and being like, that dress is missing a middle. It goes <laughs> from the bra to like the poof. And I was like, it's kind of cool as like a costume. I don't know. But where would you wear that? And then this queen shows up and it's the perfect situation to wear it. And I think that she looked great. It was definitely like a statement, but it was certainly from Abikini. That's so funny. Yeah. It looked very cute on her. I, I can't pull off a baby doll dress like that, but it, it looked good on Ariana. It looks good at a cute little tea party. Ugh, anyway. Also, I heard there's like a rumor that Raquel gives the ring back at the reunion. Yeah. Those guys broke up. I hope that's yeah. true. That would help me. I hope it's true. I, on watch what happens live, Tom and Ariana said they went to Disneyland with them 48 hours before that and had no idea, which is wild to me. And it made me, and I don't want to say this, or I don't want to believe it because I'm going to say it, but part of me was like, was this engagement and breakup like encouraged by the producers? Interesting. Well, there's also, I mean, I, I have kind of grown past this, but there's also like a rumor that like Raquel 
you know, they never were really in a real relationship and James oh. like is hiding his sexuality. I don't know. I'm just oh. saying that is a rumor. Mm. Um, but it seems like a long time to do that. And Raquel yeah. did seem to like really invest a lot in that relationship. So yeah, they were know. living together. It makes me, I just, I didn't doubt. I wasn't at a place where I was doubting the, le- the legitimacy of the relationship itself, but the engagement was such a big part of the show, big of this season. And then have the breakup on the reunion it's like, everybody, make sure you watch the reunion. Now you get to see the breakup. It's a little too neat for me. It's also like, I said, congratulations on your engagement when we met her. And I'm like, were they okay? Like, was she like, trapped? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Are they okay? Also, if I'm, ta- if I'm Ariana, I would be like, that's why you don't fucking pay for James Kennedy's oh fucking God. proposal. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't fucking pay for anyone else's proposals. That's yeah. nuts. No, no, no. Um, Shall we talk about Bachelorette or should we talk about Salt Lake City? Let's do Bachelorette. Man, these boys suck. (laughs) I, it was like a wrestling match. The pizza, do you feel, that guy was like the angriest process server you've ever seen. He was like a process server, like straight from the mob. Like the point of a process server is they're supposed to like, disguise themselves as like a treat you know and be like I'm bringing you flowers and you're served you're getting in a lawsuit you know so he was in the mob yeah I did love the Tasha and Caitlin's face red is genuinely what the fuck to me I'm sure they knew about it but they seemed their their reaction to it was great and yeah that guy was such a goof wow yeah and then at the end of the episode for pizza guy to be like, let's just put water under the bridge. It's like, you served him in the middle of this episode, dude. That guy sucks. I'm over yeah. the two of them so very much. Nobody sucks more than Martin, in my opinion. What a horrible man. I hate him. And I and I was frustrated that I don't feel like he got reamed out enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Michelle did such a good job. I feel like Michelle has this like quiet rage where I bet she did a little bit of like, no, for sure. I accept your apology to a couple of the guys. And you just know she's going to go backstage and be like that motherfucker and like yeah. have like a very, and I would pay good money to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, she just is very poised all the time, which, you know, I can understand why. And I also think like a lot of times the bachelor bachelorette is in that position because they want, mm-hmm. they don't want to be like abusing their power essentially. Except for yeah. like Katie, who like lost her mind about yeah. what's the <laughs> face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the what's the guy commodities broker in West Hollywood? The guy he's like the most. Are you he, gonna ask me about uh, their names? Alyssa? I forgot his name, but he's the one who said like hotter girls have sucked my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, not Martin, Jamie. No, not Jamie. Was that Martin? I don't know. We don't know any of their names because we didn't like this season. But that guy, he, the fact that he said um, Swolu, which is his nickname, Mm -hmm. had a low IQ. I'm like, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's just straight up racist. Yeah. You are a racist, ignorant fuckhead. You're racist. You're sexist. You suck. Yeah, He's, she, he got the biggest like response from Michelle that I'm talking about where she she was just like yeah. dead in the eyes looking at him and was like, no, for sure. I accept your apology. And I was like, she was she's going to fucking slash his tires in the parking lot. And mm-hmm. I hope she does. He sucks. 
He could. Oh, he looked so, good. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did look good. There was also another guy whose name I don't know who's like eliminated early for some reason, and he was wearing like a black turtleneck and he had a mustache and he had a chain. And I was like, that guy's hot. Like, why don't can we have him on Bachelor in Paradise? Like, he's got great Maybe. style. I feel like we didn't get. There were so many ugly guys this season. Yeah, that's the thing. I uh, they were just we've said from the beginning that they weren't cute enough for an unbelievably stunning bachelorette they just were not that cute and there's discussion now of like excited for bachelor in paradise because of all of michelle's boys and i'm like are you because if it's not rodney i don't want it yeah like that's it i just don't love a lot of them but what did we think about taisha's moment oh i felt so sad for her i Mm. it felt really real to me right like i don't know i wasn't expecting her to be still so sensitive about talking about it like by the time, you know, you're going to get asked about it on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. I would expect that you've like collected yourself a little bit more, but I thought Caitlin was really nice to her and Mm -hmm. I thought she looked amazing. She got rid of her highlights, which I think is like stunning on her, her darker hair. And like, I really liked her zip up dress. She looked, if you're going to like cry about how you are not engaged anymore, like that's, you should look like that. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I, uh, I found out that a friend of a friend is like really close with Zach and was very surprised about the breakup and that they were spending like a lot of time together and doing really well. So I wonder, I like, I'm more curious about when and why it all went down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could definitely tell it was raw. I did have like, a like, it was obviously like, this is the part where we're going to acknowledge the breakup. And I couldn't tell if the walk away was staged or not or was planned I should say mm-hmm. of her of her like excusing herself regardless it made sense because because I, I then put myself in her shoes and I was like how do you then like shake it off in a way that doesn't weird people out mm-hmm. how do you go from like the crying to then being like okay now what do we think about this pizza yeah without looking like a like a crazy person even though that's not a crazy thing to do it's a certainly really healthy thing to be able to like move on from it but the get up and walk away I was like I want to talk to me about this Tasha. But yeah, it does seem very sad, but she was also at the People's Choice Awards and looked like a queen. Oh, good. That's And good. I was very happy for her. I thought overall they made Caitlin and Tasha be like so mean to the guys' faces in a way that was like deeply uncomfortable that I don't think I would have been able to be as professional as they both were. Like reading those awful pizza reviews being like, this restaurant sucks shit. I hate it. I would rather starve to death. What do you have mm-hmm. to say to that? It's like a crazy thing to ask a host. I don't feel like yeah. they would ever ask Chris Harrison to do that, you know? No. And the, the, I felt it was a, a going pretty harsh again on that guy who got kicked out for having the notes. Yeah. It was a little bit of beating a dead horse for me where I was like, oh my, okay. He, he, I think he gets it. And they were interrupting him in a way that like, yeah, it was not sort of the the Chris Harrison protocol of the olden days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make it feel a little bit more like they have a camaraderie with Michelle mm-hmm. that is absent from a Chris Harrison situation. So right. there's like pros and cons of it to me, but yeah, the pizza thing was like, I could not care less about it. And I don't know if that was supposed to be them going, you came on here to make your pizza parlor popular and we're going to shit on it so that <laughs> you don't. <laughs> The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is also like the mob where like you have to play by their rules and they're you're going to it's like 
You're allowed to sell protein powders on Instagram for the rest of your life, as long as they're okay with it. And like, they pick who gets to do that. It's weird. Yeah. I thought also the guy who stripped down naked, like the streaker, that was not real. That was a plant. There's no, like, I, have you ever been on a soundstage where there's just like people with like bomber jackets that say security on the back? Like there's no way. (laughs) Those people were too well-groomed to be security. Let me tell you. (laughs) Well, after we learned from Connor about the kiss from the last men tell all, I don't believe in anything anymore. So yeah, it's for sure. There's plants left and right. Yeah, they're like, they're like at UCB, like looking for people who <laughs> go crazy at the mental. And if you're lucky, you'll book, you'll book Bachelor Live with Becca Kufrin. Can you explain what Bachelor Live is? I don't understand. No, I can't and I won't. Okay, great. I can't and I won't. I, I, I think there was either that or something similar to it that like pre-COVID, a couple of ladies and I tried to go see and like his schedules didn't work out or whatever, but they do like, I think bachelor themed sketches and it sometimes involves bachelor alumni. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It sounds, <laughs> I and I, I like, we literally have a reality TV podcast and I'm like, no, I don't want to go to that. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, what did you think about the preview for Clayton's season? Where he's like, I slept with all three of you. What I think is so funny is I gasped. I went, oh shit. And then I realized I'm just so sipping the Kool-Aid. They sleep with them all the time and just never say it. So like now we're just getting into like, I'm not technically shocked that he would potentially have had sex with three women. There's a fantasy street with three women, every bachelor. And it's very likely to me that especially on the bachelor to like on the bachelor, as opposed to the bachelorette that they smash every time. And that's like not news to me. And yet him saying it out loud is crazy. And it like yeah. blew my mind. I was like, Oh my God, I've got to watch this season. And I wonder so badly if they are are doing the right kind of like evil alchemy back behind the scenes, or they're like, you know what, we're just going to start having them say shit like that out loud. Like that's gotta be coach they've got to they, I bet they're like oh my god you slept with all three of them nobody slept with all three of them and then that poor guy is like oh no really and they're like yeah you got you should probably tell them at the rose ceremony like I would love to see the unreal version of that moment <laughs> it's gonna graduate to like that girl was looser than this girl yeah. like, <laughs> I love seeing girls like strewn across the stairs crying though I do enjoy yeah that. there was one girl too she's sweeping weaving weaving in her hands and one of her like glue on nails is missing and I'm like oh, oh no I felt so bad for her what a terrible night yeah and she made it really far too so it's understandable you know your shit starts <laughs> to get worn down when you're trapped there for so long oh my god I don't know I feel like I'm trying to figure out like what it still brings me joy about this show and it is weirdly kind of more fun to watch the girls I I just mm-hmm. feel like they're more dynamic in a weird way um yeah yeah uh but I don't know it's very predictable and I feel I'm I am not trusting in the previews anymore you know yeah, and I feel like yeah. maybe that's the one kernel of interesting thing they have and we're gonna have to get through so many hours of television to get there so yeah that's the thing of course they also tease something it's like the Colton jump where it's right. actually worse than the Colton jump because we didn't know when the Colton jump would happen 
And now we know exactly when this rose ceremony thing is going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. the fucking like penultimate episode. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. they've got you on the hook. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm so butthurt that he took like Rodney's like theme. Like Rodney said he was the underdog like 15 times this season. (laughs) And now this fucking guy is the underdog. No way. Rodney made a really fun uh, basketball shot. And I yes. thought it was like cute that him and Michelle were like dancing around together. Yeah. yeah he's like, that's he the luckiest shot of my life. Yeah. yeah. He's darling. So Too cute. cute. Oh, okay. should we talk about Salt Lake City? <laughs> yes. 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 This is a wild episode. I feel like this season is going very well and it's contributing a lot more than we thought it would. Like there's so much left that I have no idea what it's about. Like Jenny's fighting people. Yeah. We're really getting into shit with Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? what did you think of this episode? It stressed me out. It feels very unlike any other, with the exception of some of the Erica stuff on Beverly Hills and some other things that I'm sure I'm forgetting right now. It, it's just that this feels, the stakes are so very high, both in terms of what they're literally talking about and like the events of what these potential crimes could be from multiple friends in their group that could be criminals. And then also their their friendships like what we're you know told that we're going to be watching on this show within the the way that they're relating to each other just the stakes could not be more high because they're like talking about shit that could be deeply offensive to one another and like really really cause major arrests and so i i like i'm borderline stressed when i watch it i like i'm so excited to watch it i watch it often on monday or tuesday mornings like with coffee mm-hmm. and i'm realizing i need to switch it so i'm watching it in the evenings with the glass of wine i need to change my approach um i like i i loved heather heather once again is like the 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 what's the word i'm looking for where there's just like she's the device where she's saying what i want to say and mm-hmm. she's saying it's not necessarily what i even would say in that situation because i don't know if i'm brave enough but as an audience member it's what i want her to say and i love that she'll be like okay this isn't adding up like we were saying one thing last night we're saying a whole different thing this morning i'm getting fucking confused and it's not right and you're going to also rope me in the middle and i think she also is self-aware enough to know that she's going to get roped in the middle and she's going to be called two-faced because everybody is on good terms with her so she Mm -hmm. has to hold everybody else accountable because if she lets all the fakeness go too far it's going to be like well heather you were there and you didn't say anything about blah 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 so for her to nip it in the butt the very next morning and be like no we were talking we had two completely different conversations last night about Mary potentially leading a cult. Could you imagine you and me are sitting down and we're like, I think um, Abby is running a cult. Like that's crazy. That's the funniest part about all of this is that they're all, I think, slightly scared of Mary and realize that she's valuable to the show and also like desperately want her approval. Like, yeah, it's, weird that they're all like willing to be friends with her it's the the weirdest is lisa barlow like continuing to be like i can compartmentalize I, you know whatever like if i sat down across from someone that i was friends with and they said this person made me mortgage my house for three hundred thousand dollars to pay for some random surgeries like i i would be like cool i'm just not going to talk to that person anymore because i don't want to get pressured into mortgaging my house for three hundred thousand dollars yeah um I think what you're saying about Heather is interesting too. And I agree. And before she stood up for her and Whitney, I, when she was telling Whitney what happened the night before I was like, it's a little bit two-faced for her to 
to just be like, I don't mm. know. They gave me a gift, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost she, like you're trying to get ahead of the story. Yeah. And, but then she opened it up. So it made it better. Yeah. But she is like an excellent housewife because she has the ability to like be calm and understanding and give people the benefit of the doubt. But then she will also like fight hard for herself when, when mm-hmm. she's been pushed too far and her ability to like care about friends that are doing bad things like with Jen Shaw is incredible. Yeah. It's like, unlike anything I've ever seen on housewives, you know, no, it's really, it's really interesting to watch. Cause I don't know if it was, I think it was the second to last episode. I know there was a week that was off, but of Heather at the dinner table being like, I would go visit Jen in prison. I will. I'm the person I'm going to go visit friends in prison. And it reminds me of, <laughs> this is so completely different, but I had like a breakup in high school and like a dumb, stupid breakup. And my mom was like, felt so bad for him. And <laughs> was like in our, like, she would just like be like, I just feel so bad. Like it just really sucks to be him. And I was like, he sucks. Like we broke up because he sucks. And then my mom was like, no, but you've just got so much like good in your life. And so much you're going to college next year and you've got so much going on. And and I just don't think he, like, I just feel bad for him. And then my grandma was visiting and I like re like told her the whole story. And my grandma was like, yeah, I mean, fuck that guy. And I was like, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I do feel like I'm not saying across the board that he should not have people. I know that he has, he has people. I did nothing wrong. He has people on his side that should say like, fuck Taylor. Like he, you should, there's just like teams that come down to the situation. And I remember going and my grandma being like, yeah, totally. Your mom should fucking, your mom doesn't have to have like room in her heart to have forgiveness for this kid because that's not her job. And that's not, she doesn't owe him that. And they don't have that kind of a relationship. She owes it to be taking care of you. But I also remember having sort of a weird epiphany of being like, wow, wouldn't it be so scary to be in a situation where you could do something that could also make you piss off all of those people that are obligated to be on your side. Cause that's possible. And that's what this like Jen Shaw situation could very well be. So Heather's saying, I am not going to be one of, she's going to already have got plenty of people that are going to leave her. And I could still find it within me to show her kindness and forgiveness and empathy. That's not a celebration of her crimes, but it's still just like being there for her. Cause I know that she's going to have people who are going to leave. Yeah. And that's, I, and that's not my job. I know that that's happening somewhere else. I don't need to be doing that. And I was like, that's a perspective that you don't hear about a lot and certainly not on housewives. Yeah, for sure. I also think, uh, in the same sense that you're saying, like, you need good friends to be like, fuck you. I'm on your team. When Heather was crying in the bathroom and Whitney came down and like peeked her head in and was just like, should we just get the fuck out of here? And she was like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. I was like, that's the kind of friend that I want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want someone to Let's come down leave. and be like, we're going. Like, fuck these people. <laughs> it was great. And then we got the like iconic, it's become iconic already on Instagram. Like Heather just like peeking over her shoulder with the puffer jacket, like hiding half her face. I was like, this mm-hmm. is so great. How do they not see that Mary is like a, she's exhibiting all the personality traits of a cult leader. Like anytime she's questioned, she flips out. She's like bribing people with extravagant gifts. Horrible, horrible, um, like tactics in terms of Lisa goes, I'm telling you about my friend who told me you made him mortgage his house for $300,000. And, uh, she just goes, which is a lie, which is an absolute lie. Instead of going like, and this is going to make me sound like I'm a criminal, but like take a different path where you're like, 
he's uh, that's it is so sad that he did that there was this miscommunication or uh, he's in some financial trouble and now he's trying to blame me like try like make a believe attempt a manipulative believable alibi in this and show like even lie about your side of the story and instead she's just like no that's ridiculous and you don't believe him because you're my friend right you're my friend it's like so scary to see her exactly what you're saying be a cult leader yeah and like just try to hypnotize these women with designer purses (laughs) and by going you're my friend so you're good that's how it, it feels so threatening to be like, well, you're my friend, so we're good. And that means that you're good because yeah. I'm a very powerful person. So I won't hurt you as long as we're chill about this. She also said something about like, and that look where Jen is. And that's why she got there. And and then she said something so racist. She said something about like Mexicans who sell drugs and Jen was a thug oh, like them. Yeah. And I was just like, how how wild that she can say something like that and my ignorant ass can even forget because there's so much crazy shit coming out of her mouth like oh yeah she did say that horribly racist thing you're right that was sprinkled in there this episode was just like jam-packed with so much uh insane stuff i i don't understand how lisa barlow is going to get away with what she's doing it feels very lisa vanderpump to me where she's Mm -hmm. like sowing chaos and then stepping back and being like they're talking badly about you you know what I mean and then mm-hmm. um Meredith's reaction is so odd to me she's like oh so when someone accuses Mary <laughs> you believe them right away but when I was accusing Jen Shaw of ripping my family to shreds nobody <laughs> was willing to cut her and I'm like I think it's a little different I think like being a cult leader yeah. versus like saying like your son should get over looking at my vagina like it's just like <laughs> it was a little like don't believe victims to me too when she yeah. was like I'm not going to make a decision until I have facts and it's like well someone is saying that they were co worst into giving her money that they didn't want to give her you're saying that that's not in any way substantial to you as evidence so vague like she doesn't she's like oh (laughs) religious trauma so vague I'm like is it it seems like a pretty specific thing to complain about to me yeah and then meanwhile she'll be like well Jen's fan account liked a retweet from a different account that mentioned something (laughs) about my son and so she belongs in jail (laughs) yeah my child My baby boy. It's like, okay, relax. Yeah, I don't see the need to like constantly be compared. Also, she could only know. I wonder if in the moment she was like, oh, I'm I don't want the attention to divert away from Jen in this episode or hmm. in this dialogue. Like, Meredith, relax. We're never gonna stop talking about Jen. Like, that's not an issue. So part of it maybe felt like we're oh no, we're moving on too quickly from the fact that I want to beat the point that Jen is a horrible person. It's like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we got it. But yeah, there's a couple of moments where she even died, like inter- interjected to just say something the next morning in their fight where I was like, Meredith, shh, like, calm yeah. down. You're not at it. And she'd be like, I've never done anything to anyone here that isn't good. And I was like, what are you saying? Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, Nobody cares about, about what you're saying like, right now. Brooks is fine. He's selling tracksuits. Jen Shaw is getting prosecuted by the federal government who has like a 99% conviction rate. She's probably going to prison at the very least. She's hemorrhaging like hundreds of thousands of dollars defending herself. Like you're fine. Like, you're can good. we talk about Mary being insane for a second? You're good. Though. Why it's are you, fine. how are you possibly thinking that Mary is the winning side to be on? Yeah. You're allowed. Like, 
it's, it, it is really fascinating to see how these women don't want to draw a line in the sand right away between them and Mary. And I think that that only speaks to her being more of a fucking persuasive and manipulative and powerful person. I think she's there. We're not watching them. She's clearly very terrified, but in a way that we can't even fully understand. Cause I'm, I'm sitting there going like, yeah, like you said, if I found out someone, if I found out Mary Ryan, one of the nicest girls I know was <laughs> stealing money from people and making them believe she was God, I would be like, I'm not going to hang out with Mary Ryan anymore. Even if she gets me a nice purse. And the fact that these women are just like, not really willing to and that they, they're so scared they won't ask her dead on to her face. That's yeah. what's spooky about it. Yeah, Weird. it's uh, if Mary Ryan was doing that, though, I would be like, how did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I would like, yeah, you can't be like, you can't be like, oh, la, 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 I'm just going to pretend it's not happening and still be friends with her. Like, I don't believe that person. You have to be like, hey, yeah. look, like, Loki, like, I like you a lot. Like, this is not expected. Like. Tell me what's going on. Maybe we can like sell a show. What's I don't know. You know? With you. <laughs> yeah. What's the tea? Yeah. I just, I don't get it, but I am, man, I am on the hook. This is, it is spectacular housewives stuff we're talking about. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this, uh, series is doing a really good job. Um, I watched the trailer for the next season of summer house, which is all mm-hmm. like Kyle and Amanda's wedding leading up to the wedding. They almost break up. It seems like quite a few times. Um, and then, uh, it seems like Paige is hooking up with both Craig and Andrea. All no. the winter house guys are on the season. Wow. Like Austin's there. Austin, I think says to Lindsay, like, I want to lick you front to back and is also still sleeping with Sierra. <laughs> um, wow. and then I already knew this, but, uh, um, Lindsay brings Carl to the wedding as like her date and people are like, are they dating? What's going on? So mm. that to me feels fake because I feel like we would have heard about it by now, but yeah, um, it's, uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it play out. Also at one point, I think Sierra throws a full glass of red wine at Danielle. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's exciting to me. That's bold. Red wine. It seems like there's quite a few things to track. So that's, I, and I also am just very into like watching people plan weddings at this point. So. Oh, I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. Also did they, so they must've just started shooting this immediately after winter house. Yeah. I think they just rolled. It's basically like the same as winter house, but they're back in the Hamptons. Mm, Like how they're doing with fucking selling sunset. Did you finish Mm -hmm. selling sunset? No, I haven't. They shot two seasons in one go. So they oh. have like a part A, part B. And part B is when we see Chriselle starting to date Jason. And they have like a really good preview for it. But and yeah, that's it's why not we're in... upset with Vanderpump because they could have done the same shit and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have loved to see how Lala found out about Rand and all those text messages. Mm-hmm. 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 We're owed that. Mm-hmm. Wait, there was something else that you watched. Oh, the Paris oh, thing. Paris in love. Okay, first of all, I'm very confused. It's on Peacock and there's only four episodes and it doesn't seem like it's over. So are they gonna release more <laughs> episodes? I don't know. Um, all the all the hits are on it. Kathy Hilton's on it, Nikki Hilton. Nikki Hilton's who's very cold and like very like responsible and like talks <laughs> like this. And it's like Paris, like. You have to start thinking about your venue. Like, you know, all of that. Um, It's interesting. I wouldn't say it's 
super compelling. It's just like really interesting to watch them interact with each other and be in their world. Uh, it's also such a, it's also such a compliment to the producers of Real Houses of Beverly Hills because Kathy Hilton, while I do like watching her because of the show that she was just on, she's not as like funny and cool and fun on this show. Mm. Um, and the main thing that stuck out to me is that Paris is like the little kid of the family. And she just like wants to have fun and DJ and like have a good time. Doesn't want to be serious. Everyone else in her family is very serious. Um, and then there's so many faux pas. Like they wanted to get married in four months, which is very fast. Um, her fiance started getting concerned that like nobody was, you know, driving the truck and making decisions. And so he started calling around for places they could have the wedding. And then Kathy Hilton like flips out that he called the manager of the hotel that they used to live at. And she was like, how do you think that makes me look like this is supposed to be a wedding that I plan? And I was like, oh, wow. Like you really can do no right in this like very socialite, um, extreme circle. Wow. Um, do you like her fiance? He's like nothing. He has like a weird, he's he has like, like nothing. He has veneers, you know, and he's kind of, oh. he just talks like, okay. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh my God. It's tough. He seems he like, a safe, like more than nothing. He seems Ugh. like a safe bet. He's like a businessman and they've known each other for like 14 years or something. So Ew. he seems fine. He seems like he's not going to horribly ruin her life. He did at one point have a conversation with her that I thought was really weird about how they want to have a baby like right away after they get married. And he wants her to give birth during a certain time of the year so that the baby will be like, older for their class and have more confidence and be better at sports. Uh, and I'm like, well, I don't, that's gross. I don't like that. Just let it happen. You know? Yeah. That's the, there's, um, what is that book? The Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, that talks about this, about kids being born at certain times, like making them more apt at better sports and like oh. patterns that like have meaning and yet don't, I don't know. I'm butchering it, but yeah, it is a weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> it just makes me feel like she's a baby machine, you know, yeah. rather than like we conceived this together. Yeah, like, and when like we, you can when it plan was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like bro, like, I want you popping out shit. my sports baby in January. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. So. Popping out my sports baby. Ugh. Yeah, gross. <sighs> okay. Well, we've learned a lot this week. We googled Bukaki. Ugh. Um, just had to bookend the episode by also saying I'm it. I'm sorry, all over you guys. Again. I'm so but sorry. Know that Katsuya is very good. <laughs> Kabuki is fine, and but not as good as Katsuya. And it is uh, none of them are Bukaki. Right. With that. Good night. Good night. <laughs>